ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, and everything in between, welcome back. This is indeed another episode of The Ryan Show FM with your host, Ryan Fernell. But this episode is special because the man with the plan is returning. He is the human version of the Emancipation Proclamation, the freedom fighting, the ass kicking. <laughs> Mr. Cheats is back on The Ryan Show to host this bad boy. Woo! What's up, baby? It is good to have you back, my brother. Oh, yes, man. sir, man. Good to be back. Times. Man, we got to let it ride. Let the intro breathe, baby. Shout out to the birthday. All the over the world birthday, and back. You know? Mr. Cheeks has been all around the world and back celebrating Hell the 50th yeah. anniversary of hip-hop. The man can't go anywhere without people asking him to perform every city around the whole world, literally. Cheeks, it's good to have you back, man. How's it been? I'm just chilling, man. Love to be back. Happy to be back. Good to see you, baby. Let's go. It's a special day, Mr. Cheeks, especially for us New Yorkers. A day that will live in infamy for anyone, whether they were in Manhattan or not. It is indeed 9-11. Cheeks, do you remember where you were on this fateful day in 2001? Damn, on this 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 ridiculous two, 2000, uh, September 11, 2001, I was being prepared to hit the basement. My man, Big Tigger, dropped my next album, John P. Kelly. Then the, um, then the damn, I was at, over at the W getting really ready and wasted. Shout out to Coco and Diamond. They was in the building with your boy chilling out. And we it's an early morning. about to go down there and do the damn thing. Oh, yeah, it was an early night, morning, week. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> nah, good times, good times. But uh, that was a bad situation, man. Wow. Uh, shout out to everybody, you know, that lost somebody and somebody that's still here that survived that a tragedy and all of that, man. It was crazy, man. And, uh, you know, New York is hard body, man. Straight. Yeah, I mean, unbelievable. It's Did crazy. you have any idea what was happening at the time? Because you were an adult. I was in seventh grade, so I could hardly process it. But when it was happening, what was the first thought that came to your mind? What the fuck? <laughs> what do you mean? What's going on? We was bugging out. You know what I'm saying? We downtown. Yeah. We right in Times Square. You know what I'm saying? At the W. You know what I mean? Wow. Or it's crazy. Did you guys like literally have to evacuate the W and leave New York City or you guys just stayed inside as all that went down? No, nah, we had to stay inside, you know what I mean? So let me, I don't, we had to stay there for a minute, you know what I mean? There wasn't letting nobody off the island and all of that. It was crazy. It's crazy. It's crazy. But um, yeah, it was, it was, it was bugged out. So bugged out. Bugged not just if you're a New Yorker, but anywhere. People weren't sure what the hell was going on. And even right anywhere now. in the world. We still don't really, we know what happened. We know that the World Trade Center was brought down. We don't need to go through any of these conspiracies. Anything is possible. We got Impamadeus coming in later. He can go through all that conspiracy stuff. He's well-versed on it. But it's just still, to this day, easily the biggest American event and catastrophe that we've all witnessed. So for you to bear sight to the city as it was happening, it's a very unique perspective, given that you're lit up. It's at the W. It's in the morning. What a life changer. What? That was a crazy life changing, man. Man, it was bananas, man. I mean, we did, we went downstairs and all that. You know, you could go outside, but you could kind of go around the block and all. Just could look around, look at like the towers is gone. That shit was crazy, yo. Damn, that's one of the. If you're from New York or anywhere in New York, and you that's the highlight coming from like Queens and all of that, and you going through the Midtown Tunnel or something, you see the two buildings sitting there, man. That shit was a beautiful sight, man. That skyline was dope. And um, they took that away from us. It's crazy. And it has been rebuilt. We've got the new iteration of the World Trade Center there. 
They say that Las Vegas is the city on the rise, but I'm sorry, New York is always on the rise. Just don't look at the sports teams. Whatever you do, avoid the sports teams. Turn your head to the left like you're going past an accident, especially after last night. Talk about a New York tragedy, a 40 to nothing loss the night before 9-11 on 9-11's Eve. These niggas... You niggas was hitting the right buttons, baby, on PlayStation because they was just bodying us, man. I was like, yo, I'm telling you, man, after the first – I just knew it was over when, when they blocked the field goal. It was a done deal. I'm like, come on, man. What's wrong with it? Yo, you were in training all summer and all of that. You got everybody hyped up, ready for the next year. Y'all go right back to what y'all was doing last year. I was mad. My man Danny Dimes, the only one making the moves. He couldn't get no protection. You know what I'm saying? What's up with this O-line, man? Damn. You know what I'm saying? The defense, like, yo, what is wrong with these niggas, man? Y'all got a New York City uniform on, man. Y'all niggas is embarrassing, man. That is crazy. And I be stand, I stand for the Giants. Don't, don't, no, don't, no doubt about it. I stand with these bumps. Hard body. But yes, God, damn, y'all embarrassing. Y'all disrespectful. You know what I'm saying? Oh, damn, man. So brutal. First opener, y'all home. It's like opening your brand new store and you ain't got no food ready for nobody. Like, what's wrong with these dudes, wow. man? Oh, man, the coach looked like he was ready to go. He now calling the right plays or something. What's going on? The line is fucking us up. Defense, I don't even know. It's, it's O and the D, ain't it? They O-D-ing. <laughs> Very good analysis, and I love that comparison. It's like opening up a store, a restaurant, and not having any food ready for your customers, not having a single plate yeah. to serve. It's not like they got yeah. one single yeah. point. It's opening up a bare bones, nothing of a store. It's embarrassing. Yo, embarrassing, God, embarrassing. In the Meadowlands, New York, like, Jersey, like, yo, I know everybody. They had the families in the rain, too. It's like, yo, Dallas is busting them down in the rain. You, It's so embarrassing, God. Very embarrassing. The good news is that we do have a pretty easy win on the horizon next week. Yo, I got to ask you this because you're one of the first people I thought about. What is with Kylo Murray, not just being a part of this whole franchise, but with this bra that he's wearing? I keep seeing these pictures of Kylo Murray Ooh. wearing some type of a man bra. Kylo Murray Who's that? from the Arizona Cardinals. Kylo Murray, the, the oh, quarterback. The little, the little dude? The little the dude. Oh, he wearing bras? He's there's this new trend that's going on. I, I, I ain't see it. I can't even. It's definitely not something that you'll find in your wardrobe, Mr. Cheeks. But I couldn't believe this guy's. It's like a sports bra. It's a it's a brand new sports bra. <laughs> I will never understand American materialism. And well, now that you haven't seen it, there's no point in talking about it. But Google it when you get a chance. And everyone out there, Google it. Report the picture. If you see this picture, report it. it. Right now. Report. It's you. it's bad. I'm about to talk to you right it now. ain't good, Mr. Cheeks. And speaking of marketing. Now that I finally got you, it's been a minute. That Trump mugshot is probably the most, it is the most viral mugshot of all time. But this man has found some way to market it. <laughs> He's now making millions of it. I just couldn't wait to get you on <laughs> to hear what you thought about this. All of these presidents are criminals. Oh. Let's get this straight. I don't, I'm not saying that one of them is innocent. They're all horrible people. But of Trump, who's, I mean, come on, let's be honest. The guy's a psycho. He's monetizing it. Yeah, I seen him. I seen him. He over there. With his mugshot, like, like he's a real bad guy. You know what I mean? You're just an idiot, <laughs> man. That try to do some crazy shit to get mad at the black votes and all of the people votes that you ain't like. All the kind, everywhere he went and did this bullshit, it was in pe- places where I be living at and people of my color. You know what I'm saying, cousin? 
This yeah. he over there wound. So he's gonna win that. He's gonna get the he's gonna get the MAGA idiots to buy all of that, you know what I'm saying, to help him fight his cases. I mean, why not? You know what I mean? You see the shirt says never surrender. I know, it's crazy, ain't it? Never surrender. After I after I surrender, <laughs> never surrender. Okay. Okay. <laughs> oh my lord. You just can't make it up. All right, so there's a picture of you, Mr. Cheeks, that's gone viral. It's a picture of you in a shirt that says F Ron DeSantis, but it's F is not what it says. You know what it says. We don't have to spell it out. F Ron DeSantis. It's a picture of you performing, yeah, 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 you know maybe even is. at Rock the Bells with this. So is this official? You're calling this man out. Rumor has it that there's some sort of fight in the midst, a potential fight. Is there any truth to this? Oh, um, I'm going to drop the video next week. You're going to know what it is. Word up. I definitely challenge you, man. Give me six months. You take six months. That's Ron DeSantis. Like when he, because I know he's not going to win presidency. So I want to put my hands on him uh, celebrity wise. You know what I mean? I can't, I can't fight him. Like, you know what I mean? Catch him in the street and snuff him out of none over the, over his policies. I like to box him over his policies though. You know what I'm saying? You know what I mean? Three rounds. You know what I mean? Three, 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 three minute rounds. I'll take it. You know what I'm saying? We both, I'm 52. Whatever. Let's go. I don't know how old he is, but I'll tell you like this. I really dislike him. You know what I mean? I can tell that hatred resonates when I see your posts on Instagram. Oh yeah. You know, you already know. I just don't, I mean, come on, kid. They take, they trying to bring us back. You know what I mean? Like what's going on, man? You cutting that. How, how are you going to have the government or uh, senators talking about what a lady should do with her body. Like, knock it the fuck off. Who who does that? It ain't no ain't no um black doing that. Ain't no black people saying yo. Uh, it's all white dudes and white dudes and they, and they little corny ass cults and all of that talking that nonsense, man. You know what I mean? So we just gotta be ready for that corny shit. Vote the corn balls out. You know what I mean? Republicans yeah. holding up everything. You know what I'm saying? I ain't no Democrat. I ain't no Republican. I'm just, I'm here. You know what I'm saying? I'm, a, I'm just yeah. living in America. You know what I mean, right? So it's like, yo, kid, I like my freedoms. I like what we had before these clowns started talking all of the road and what they just bringing us into more politics. You're like, when I was younger, I used to look at the politics and be like, clowns. And we still going through the same thing when I was, when I was a teenager. We still going through the budget cuts and the, how we going to do this without this. Come on, man. Y'all get your together. We America. That's what they say, right? Mummy. And they got the flags. Trump run around the flags and, and the maggots run around. How you look at I don't even know how to look at how to look at the flag no more. You know what I mean? Like, come on, kid. It's crazy, man. So my man takes the knee and he gets, he's, you can't even hear from my man no more, right? It's true. And then it's pretty much off the grid. Trump is running around trying to run for president. My man's trying to run for president again after an erection. Uh, uh, erection. Oh, he's definitely well, had an erection. Call, right? <laughs> oh. I don't know. Maybe after a gas station stop. He's getting old. He's he's he got the he got everybody that follow your man is going down. Yeah. It's like crazy. Yo. Oh, uh, you got so many people in trouble from you just wanting to keep power. It's bananas, yo. Yo, cheeks, on that note, how about a 9-11 fall from grace? A lot of people hated Rudy Giuliani before 9-11. He was throwing everybody in jail. The Italians hated him. The blacks hated him. Anybody that had to, you know, work hard and didn't get any type of privilege seemed to hate Rudy Giuliani because he was putting everybody in jail. And then was the hero of New York City after 9-11. And wow, what a fall from grace. He felt like his makeup off his face. He is a stain on the country what? now, man. So, like, did he fall off like, did he fall off like just for men? 
Good laugh. At the at the at the um Hyatt or whatever he thought he was at the hotel. Was that funny? Unbelievable. What a tremendous fall from grace. The government is bullshit, dog. Oh yeah. The government is the whole government bullshit. Cause if you really wanted to make it work for the people, that all of the we the people, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Just let us do what it's been doing. Keep it like, you know, it's simple. Life is simple. You know what I'm saying? We got these old people telling us how the future should be. And they're not even going to be a part of the future damn near in three more years. You know what I'm saying? They've been in the house since the house, since the slaves built the house. You know what I mean? Yeah. Them old people. They ordered the slaves to build the house. They literally yeah, had it's slaves. It's a whole new world. Yeah, like guys like Mitch McConnell definitely had slaves. How old is that guy? I don't understand what he's even doing there, man. Yo, your man is freezing up. On platform, like yo, God, this is some. This is not even funny. It's not even it's funny. Not. It's like yo, you really need to chill. You know what I mean? Pass the torch. Damn, pass the torch, man. You know what I mean? That's like a boxer going in, and you know you way past your prime. You can't start boxing at fifty eight. You know what I'm saying? No. <laughs> you no. ain't got them swing 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 swings like that. You know what I'm saying? No, but, you're, um, you're absolutely right, man. Very, very true. We just got to vote the right, we got to vote the good people in, man. I mean, who's good? We don't even know. You know what I'm saying? What we're able to do on The Ryan Show, Mr. Cheeks and I, is provide an open forum for us to just talk smack about literally anybody, free of judgment. We want you to do the same thing in the comments yeah. of our videos. We're, we're trying to spark the conversation, That's you know? Right. That's the new form of media to me, oh, is, is sparking the conversation. Oh, there's a lot. Of, I don't know if you see there's a, quite a few curses. Oh, That's all right. Yeah. That's what we got the producers here for. I, I, bad, I eat bad. me myself and I. Uh, but the producers yeah, like, like this. The producers like cheeks two curses. I said, my bad, my bad, my bad. <laughs> but uh, you know that that is <laughs> you make a lot of good points, and ain't that the truth? We want you to get in here, discuss this with us, Mr. Cheeks, myself, Ryan Vernell. We got a lot to talk about. We're going to come back Please. and talk about what it's like being under the microscope. When the news is after you, it seems that Elon Musk right now, he's always in some sort of trouble. He kind of does run the media in his own way. He's in charge of Twitter, but he's under the microscope heavy. His workers are calling him mean. X. He's been making fun of transgender. He got the X. He's got X. I'm sorry. No Yo, longer kid. Twitter. You got to look out for what it is, baby. Yeah. You ever seen the movie American X, X, X or whatever it was? Uh, was it American History X? Yeah, American yeah, History X. Wow. So that is a good... Wow, hold that thought. Nobody go anywhere. We're about to get deep here on The Ryan Show FM. Don't go anywhere. I got a bitch to suck my ass till I nut. Spit it on my gut and slurp that uh, back up. Ain't that a, Hell yeah. yeah. She take it in the... Uh, for about an hour, now she wanna... Uh, you didn't know that we be on her... Uh, Luke and Biggie straight boy. No. Look your toes. No, you must be crazy. Squirt in your face and then I'm swayzy. Recognize G straight up. I can't not work after Big Papa. All the junior mafia. The whole click suck. Click needs your number by the phone. Bring your ass on home. Lexuses and Benzes, the flyway with the flyers getting on the highway. My way, deep throat on loops. When the moon rises, I'm in her eyes. It's just the way players play. Leave it up to me, I get fucked all day. All day smoking blunts, counting cheeks. Believe what you say, baby. All I want is big booty. Check it out, there's another one. All I want is big booty. We'll take them to the crib and let the bone in. All I want is. 
About a dozen, you never see bank like Frank White. Your hand clutching, your chest plate contemplate. You about to die yeah. now. Wait, keep your yeah, hands yeah. high. I don't brown nose out of town. What? I'm up around four with the crowbar to the five point no. I get bagged, I'm John Doe. Suspect, you ass like prime roasting. Calvin Klein clothes. Explode the pyros when Doc gets the pier. I'm out there, I'm boarded with George Jetson here. Your time is near, so get your body dropped off. I stop trusting you, since Gotti got caught. It's bricks, keep your wrist covered. I'm ice colored by the waist, got it as dark as Chris, brother. I see you, my shiesty crew, like ice me too. I break your legs, leave your eyes slightly blue. The doc is born with a grenade palm. I'm concurrent in your hood like a teenage mom. Yo, Biggie, what? What? She having my baby. If I pull out that, keep your hands high. This room is so underrated. Back 
know of the kings in this rap thing the feed i'm due south with keys y'all pick seeds out your weed i watch cowards bleed mother please it's my block with my rocks that hip-hop them one twos and you don't stop me and my the lance took him and c's advance bought 10 bricks four pounds of weed plants from branson now we lamping 12 room mansion to get naked off get money players anthem don't forget one more chance and my other hits other uh. Spit be counterfeit, robbery come naturally In and out like f***ing rapidly Pass the to me, make his chest rest Where his back should be, talking blasphemy Blasting me and your family, rest the coffins off him Frank Wizard, far from softer, fragile Play hard like Reggie Miller, rapper Slash dope dealer, slash gorilla Slash illis turn iller Don't approach me with that raw raw You out of pocket, I take these adolescents back to spoffing Mentally my energy is like a figure eight On its side, that's infinity Too many sick, nickel nines Bring the remedy when you play the fear. What's the penalty? Unnecessary roughness, career ending injuries for suckers stuck on stupid. Shoot them with a dart like Cupid until they got love for my music. Star Wars, I'm hand solo with three egos and three charges. I got to see three POs. This is whoop your what? They the sequel. Eyeball flower with no equal. They're swinging swords in the rear, that's my people. Show up before I roll up. This is a hole up. Hands high, reach for the sky. I rap SI, the umbrella. Pretty, word the left eye, New York City, put they weight on And who better for the job than Biggie? The notorious Jesus Unbelievable rhyme that reaches and touch individual Small frame, buck and chain, MC, what's the name? Tuck your chain, all about the fortune The fame, label still extorting Kick me when I'm down, but I'm up again Scorching, hot, forcing my way up in the door To kill a bullshit like a matador Keep your hands high What? Rings, we have now taken over your radio. Telling you, the monster of game. I'm telling you, 
Pass me the rock, now I'm headed to the basket Get up out my way, it's what you better do My tactics is unsportsmanlike conduct, you better ask it Don't get no better than this You catch my drip, you get stripped by ball handlers Rule by swag hammer Danger, you dealing with official hoop bangers With hang time, like a coat hanger Jump with thunderous, 360 degree tight dunks What up, Dr. Monster Funk? Uh, lightning strikes, the court lights get dim Supreme competition is about to begin Above the rim, finessing it moves is animated uh, Once I get the ball in, I can't be deflated nah. A rugged part of my monsters is getting money, money When clicks money. get the bugging, I'm snatching up their bunnies uh, Every step I take shakes the ground I make you break your ankle, son, shake you down This is my planet, I'm about business The best that ever done it, can I get a witness? No uh, uh, a cumulus cloud bring darkness up above You in it for the money, or in it for the love, MJ 23 ways to make a pay Lounging in the mothership back around my way uh, A 28 light years old If the refs get political Dribble like Bob Dole Am I getting lyrical? Daddy, I think so Monster drop a flavor fluid So dream slow Back, Mr. Cheeks and Ryan Vernello here to give you another night of entertainment, yes, and we're going sir. to hop in the rabbit hole. Mr. Cheeks made a very controversial point, something that I never even thought about as a possibility. My whitewashed brain, I keep learning as I keep getting older, that I was just conditioned to think a certain way, and that's just not from a historical perspective. It's just from a whitewashed perspective, but hey, that's why we're all here learning, bringing all these cultured people like my brother, Mr. Cheeks, out. And Mr. Cheeks said, right, it ain't Twitter anymore. It's known as X now, like American History X. You know what I mean? That's kind of deep. X. Why you change that to X? You know what I mean? Why didn't, you know? It's the same, it's the same hate damn platform, you know what I mean? You gave Trump his platform back. You gave mad. He's just letting it run loose, you know? I ain't mad at it, though. You know what I'm saying? I stand up I stand up for mine, too. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's a lot of people. It's a lot of, like I say, you got a lot of Trumps that's mad that he's going through what he's going through. And he got, yo, you seen the black dude that was out there in front of Fulton County talk about, they're they doing Trump wrong. I'm like, yo, he don't like you, boy. <laughs> we talking like Biden now. You know, yeah. <laughs> had, to, had to give him the boy on him. Like, you what are you doing in front of you? Should be they got they got the young thug and them boys. They still in jail. 
know what I'm saying? Yeah. And they're going through the same thing called Rico. So why is they not home? Taking care of their family, take tending to their business, doing their music. You got Trump over there talking about the judges, talking about the prosecutors, just doing all he can. Yeah. He, he can do all of that. You know what I mean? But, you know, Doug and them, they can't, they, 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 they can't get no release or none of that. Nah, chill. They do the, the streets. They, nah, Trump doing the same thing, but with a suit and tie on. You know what I mean? Oh, he calling sure. out the dope. He calling out the dogs. He calling out the dog. Doug and them ain't doing none of that. He's making music. Yeah. Or whatever. I, I can't, I can't talk for all of that. You know what I mean? Yeah. I could talk for the, the two, the two laws, the two justices. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, come on, kid. You see what it is. Like, what, what, what you mean? They, Trump is riding through hard body. They're, they're looking hard coming through with all the cars and the security. The lights looking crazy and beautiful. But you going in for some real shit. There's people that go in that Fulton County Jail. I've been there. You know what I mean? What so have you been there when for? When you go in that joint, yeah. you know me, man. Drinking <laughs> and public intoxication. Get out of there <laughs> Public intoxication. I'm <laughs> <laughs> just having a good time. Right. Magic, man, Mac, Magic City had a <laughs> like this, man. Anyway. That's good. But overall, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Fulton County, he going in 20 minutes, came out. You know what I mean? You got to see that Cheeks mugshot. Did you get a stoic mugshot as President Trump? Stern face? I don't know how my, my mugshots look, baby. I'm good. <laughs> but I'm just saying overall, right? <laughs> you guys, My man went in there 20 minutes, came out. Yeah, yeah, that is not what happens in the real earth. Why they say it on MSNBC, earth number one. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yo, I, I have a thought, Cheeks, and I never thought about this until right this second, so excuse me if I can't get it out exact, exactly as I'm thinking it, but it's almost like we're in a day and age where all these different conspiracies are coming together at once, almost like a perfect storm. We've got the medical industrial complex, Fauci, everybody making money under the tables. We've got Donald Trump and his constituents, all types of weird, nefarious activities trying to overthrow the mm -hmm. government. We've got Joe Biden and his son interfering in, in Chinese affairs and making money. It's like the perfect storm of bad guys and evil people that are controlling the country and we have no power and no say and we're completely helpless and we talk about this all on 9-11. It's almost like it's completely out of our hands, Cheeks. Hey, 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 it is. What do you mean? Hey, all we got is how we could, once you wake up and God give you another 24, you try to do some more. That's all you could do. You know what I mean? But overall, it's like they don't understand, man. We looking at everything. They think I. They think they got the the sheet over your eyes or whatever. Like we, yeah. like it's the early twenties now, nah, man. We are all on a whole different mindset. You know what I'm saying, man? We got insurrect. What they call that? Insurrectionists. Uh, whatever they called. Infidels. No, <laughs> <laughs> nah, what they call it when the uh when the I, I got the word, but I ain't got it. So you might have to help me out with it. When the black guy married a white girl. Oh, interracial. Hello. Hello. <laughs> yeah, we ain't, we ain't really, really what, what good news we ever, what, what's the good news, yeah, right? Yeah. You never hear no None. damn good news. No, no, you're so, absolutely right. You know, you know, you know, the only good news this year, this year, yeah. about birthday, you know what I'm saying? We started paying attention to the, what the world really is. Yeah. The world is hip hop. The world is yeah. mad different colors, mad different races and just yeah. diversity. It's love versus conspiracy. Hip hop falls out of the category of love. Yo, think about how many conspiracies. There's the military-industrial complex. There's the CIA and all their nefarious activities. There's all these Saudi Arabian on, princes. We're in a day and age of conspiracies. It's one big giant conspiracy, and you're not in it, folks. We're not in it either, though. Yeah, yeah. You fall for that. Shit. 
and be listening to you, you messed up all your days. You know what I mean? Yes. See, as as you live as you live life, you look what's going on. You know the news. Yeah, I ain't never seen a TV station say good news. Right? Very good point. It's always just the news. You every no new shout outs to all the people that lost some people over there with the earthquake and all that. Yeah. You know what I mean? That shit is news. That's this is what yeah. we got to deal with now. It ain't about these fucking Republicans and Democrats, man. No. It's bigger than them motherfuckers. You know what I mean? You're absolutely but right. They don't know that. They going through all that shit in the, in the White House and the, in the government. And, and meanwhile, in the streets and in, in the world, it's love. You know what I mean? You know, it's funny, Cheeks. You mentioned there's no good news. What I find is that the yeah, good news. There's no good news. You ever heard of the good it's news? Pay to play. It's pay-to-play. It's people. Yes, yeah, sports. It's sports. It's on, and your, it's, it's on your shirt. It's, exactly. You know it's I mean? either sports or it's people paying to get their businesses heard. And that's apparently good news. They act like it's some sort of like a great news story on yeah, Fox 5, but yeah, it's some dude that yeah. chalked up 13,000 bucks to have them come and film whatever it is he's doing. Nobody wants to report on good news. Journalists aren't getting paid nah, to report on good nah. news. It's another conspiracy, mm -hmm. but it's true. Just, just like the music game, you know? You don't want to make hear good music. You want to hear the, the most... I don't know. I, I'm just saying, you know? Yeah. You want to hear the most... I don't, whatever. They don't want to hear no real positive to tell you some, 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 excuse me, some other public enemy messages yeah. or public enemy messages from the, from then is still popping now. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like the messages still fight the power every day. Absolutely. You know so, One big club and you're not in it. Like George Carlin said, or as we said right tonight yeah. on the Ryan show, it's one big conspiracy and you're not a part of it folks, but love is love. And Mr. Cheeks, it's good to have you back as always We're back in the building. Every Monday night from now to now. now Yo, right? let's Whatever keep it going, dude. We got a lot of good stuff ahead. We're going to go and turn Hell this yeah. game on. We've got some NFL football to watch tonight. We want to see the Jets get run off that field the same way our Giants did. It's the only way to feel a little bit better about it. I'm going to be rooting for the Bills tonight. Damn, we're from the home of the Giants, the Jets, the Knicks, the Nets. I'm a native New Yorker. No regrets. I'm talking Rangers and Islanders. You know the big, big guns, guns and silences. <laughs> that is yeah, hot. man. But we got to play ball, man. Y'all got to step y'all game up, man. The only only sports team that be busting it down is is the golf. I mean, um, the hockey teams. The, the no, the Liberty, teams. dude. The New York Liberty are fire. Oh, Liberty, the, the ladies, ladies, man. Oh, they be putting it down. The ladies will make the world smell better. You know yeah. what I mean? They gonna make. You know I mean? It ain't gonna be all that trash on the ground. <laughs> you gotta love it. When we come back for the second part of part two, I'll be sitting down with infamous Amadeus to talk about all things, including this wild day in American history. This is a study of Americana. We're learning about American culture with Mr. Cheeks, Ryan Vernell, and Hampton's Day in Spirit. Here on the Ryan Show. Up Nobody go anywhere. We will be back. Call me. 
night, that's how I roll. Fronting on the crust, beat in the cold. Tried to play live, what lady on a stroll? Back my Versace, but can't pay the toll. All cappuccino women, y'all got the gold. The love that I feel for women is untold. Sweet or sour, ladies, if you got babies. If you wanted to hit a nigga off in the 80s, jump in the Mercedes, girl, it's all true. The way I feel about you. She a supermodel, 33, 33 throttle. Love the way her body shape, shape like a bottle. Save it to tomorrow, I'm like Zorro. Starsky, leave a mark on your TTs. Knew a girl named Cindy, a sister named Dawn. They used to come around with Shalare Kwan. A couple of years before the woo was even on. They love the way I dress, captivated by charm. If you see me in the cut, I'm just steadily calm. It's the regular, females be under my arm. Ever since I got paid and started dropping the bombs. I could take two women, my nickname is Mom. Crushing is involved, I'm doing the James Bond. Grant you a fantasy, then I'll be gone. That's under the hat, the way I made you come back. From the shoes to the hat, all of my shit match. I'm like a book of matches. I'm always on strike, I'm devil jointed. I could do it how you like. Come to Keisha house, yeah, it's only right. We could get together for a glass of ice. And if the kids hear something, we could tell them it's a fight. I love my two seeds more than my own life. It's hard to escape, Poonani appetite. I see a pretty face, I start falling in lust. No matter what, baby girl, I just can't get enough. Because the way I feel about you, she is supermodel. 33, 33 throttle. Love the way her body shape, shape like a bottle. Save it to tomorrow. I'm like Zorro, Starsky. Leave a mark on your TTs. Save it to tomorrow, CC. Leave a mark on your TTs. I love groupies. Leave a mark on your Snoopy. Come here, rabbit. Put you in your iceberg, Snoopy. Take a bite of this carrot. Hello, friends. We are back again. This is indeed the Ryan Show FM, and I am sitting alongside of my pal, my dear friend. He's all the way up north, at least north of where I'm at here in the Hamptons. He's a representative of New York City to the fullest, although I believe he's chilling in the Poconos or somewhere yes. close. My man, infamous Amadeus, is back again. Punchline What's Academy up? is in the building. What's, What's up? Happening? What's Dude? up? What's up, man? It's another week of hip hop. It's Monday. So um, a lot of people don't realize, like, I, I own a business. I get out of media group. So my Mondays consist of accounting. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Oh, so you're doing the accounting for your business? I, I, I do accounting every, uh, almost every day. Wow. Accounting for the entire business, for the advertising company, this company, that company. You know, sit uh, meetings with labels so I can hear them complain about uh, their poor investments. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Just like all of them. It seems right. Yeah, yeah. I think people are scrambling right now, right? Because Hip Hop Fifty has changed the perspective of of where maybe they want to send their money. Now, exactly. what do you mean by that? How, how has it changed the perspective for the record labels? Um. Well, I mean, if you look at sales, right, and you look at uh, let's put it like this: you often hear people complain that the record industry is is um upside down because of streaming right but if you actually look at it from a numbers perspective when when you went back in the day and you bought um the lost boys album debut album yeah. that was a one time that was a one-time sale yeah 
right? No, no matter how many times you stream the album, duplicated the album, passed the album on, they got paid one time for that. Now we're in a position where the music is, is readily available. So every single time there's a residual income on it, yeah. right? So if you, if you did the mathematics based on that, why is it people are making less money? It's hmm. a good point. I guess they just don't get a higher percentage of what they would have made from an album sale. Is that what the problem is? No, because think about, think about what we just said. They did a one-time sale. Right. So when you went and bought Illmatic, there was 10 songs. You bought the album yeah. for $9.99. I don't know what that equivalates to on the one time sale. Let's say, let's say it's a dollar a song. Yeah. But that means that he only got a dollar per record and that was it on that one sale. Hmm. <clears throat> Meanwhile, I listened to that album for 30 years. So if, if that's the case, oh. then what's the holdup? Why is it that streaming companies are making all this money and artists are complaining about their royalties and how much they're making on their streaming? I think they don't understand the business. I think that artists are too busy trying to be artists and they're, they go and they say, well, I need to create, I don't, I don't want to learn how to uh, register my stuff with media base and sound exchange and figure out how to get sync licensing. Then you're handling these responsibilities. to also a bunch of people that don't know how to do it. And then you're wondering why your money's up at the end of the day. Yeah. Yeah. I can totally see that. That definitely <laughs> makes sense. So it's a lot, it's a lot of mismanagement. It seems I just, uh, you know, unawareness of how it works not being aware of, of how the technicalities work it seems hmm i guess that does make sense so the 50th anniversary of hip-hop to me is kind of reigniting the flame for a lot of these guys not only are they getting shows again but it's giving mm -hmm. them a little bit more mainstream relevance and appeal mm -hmm. but then again when you look at the numbers some of these at least, what do they say? 94.5 FM in New York? Is that yeah, the old yeah. school radio station? Isn't that the highest rated of all the hip-hop stations? And wasn't that before the 50th anniversary hip-hop? No, WBLS is. Which is WBLS? That's uh, that's 107.5. That's Red Alert, DJ Scratch. Okay, wow. So that's still the top hip-hop station yeah, in New York so, right now. So, so, this is, so this is how you look at it. So, yeah. so there's something called PPM. It's the People's Percentage Meter. Yeah. It's basically the percentage of the population that listens to a radio station for five minutes, mm. right? And the way you calculate the audience is you can go to Nielsen ratings in whatever town you're in, yeah. and there's a number on the right on the right side. It'll say like two point this, two point that. So you take that number and divide it by the amount of people that have access to the signal, and that's how you can see how many people are actually listening. Now, they won't tell you this and they'll make excuses, but this is exactly what it is, right? So I believe the last time that I checked, WBLS had 1.6 million people that listened to the station for five minutes, whereas Hot 97 is like at 554,000. And I, I think power is actually uh, lower than that, right? And it's just, it's a simple reason why, right? You know, the people that still listen to radio are people in our age group, yeah, right? And 92% of Americans still listen to radio. It's wow. our age group. So if, if, if you're putting a program that's based on an audience that doesn't listen to radio, you can't ask why people are not listening. Makes sense. Right. I mean, if you went to the block and you bought crap to a bunch of weed heads and your stuff is not selling, I mean, it's an obvious reason why. So this is this is why WBLS 
Um, this is why WBLS has flourished quietly throughout this whole time because they're targeting the audience that's still listening to to, to radio. So they're literally targeting the 35 to 50 demographic and they're just pushing the content. Whereas let's say Aha 97 is playing what they were, what they're playing in the clubs, yeah. which the audience that has access to the signal is not in tune with. Can't stand it. It's the same stuff on repeat. It's the same old complaints. That we yeah. here. Let's take it back real quick though, to record labels and how they have to make these adjustments. Recently, Puff gave back his artists their originals. Mm-hmm. Now, is that a nice act? Is there something more nefarious behind the scenes? Because I know you're one of these guys that probably has a better idea of this. Because now everybody's yeah. re-recording their verses. Yeah. So yeah. Taylor Swift now has control of her masters. She was yeah. one of the first that I heard doing it. And other mm-hmm. hip-hop artists are now doing it too. So is Puff doing this kind of a way to keep it in the house somehow? Is he afraid maybe people are going to go re-record their verses or... I mean, what's the situation here? I mean, I think he's promoting an album. So he, he's doing things to uh, <laughs> drive sales up. Um, that, And then you have to ask yourself, like, okay, what is this publishing actually worth? Yeah. Right? So I, I saw um, Mark Curry. He was uh, talking about this. And yeah. The way that he referenced this was... It's like if someone like took your girlfriend and then, you know, slut her out for 15 years and send you her back with, you know, five kids that's not yours, which is which is actually, you know, very, very accurate. So I, I guess the conversation becomes like, what is this worth exactly? Right. There's certain records in that catalog that's still going to go like the bad boys for life record, which he's on. That's going to go anytime there's a bad boy uh, movie with Will Smith. You hear that song every time it's played, there's a sync licensing on it. There's a royalty check that's attached to it. But, you know, some of these other records in the catalog, like what are they worth? Like what, what are, you know, you know what is track four on the locks album worth? Exactly. Um, you know, what is track eight on Mace's album worth? Right. So I guess in retrospect, it's like, it almost feels like, you know, you kind of got what you got out of it. The money's not there anymore. So let me just pass it off. You know, and, and and then you have to ask yourself, I, I guess it's just a moral compass question. Yeah. Right. Because because it goes back to the same thing with the labels. It's like business is business. If you're not on top of the business, you have no one to blame but yourself. If you signed the contract, you have no one to blame for yourself because you didn't educate yourself on yeah. it. Um, you know, so morally, is it great? Possibly. Business wise, not so sure. Hmm. So we talk about making money off of streaming how much does it take to actually make money i always wonder that because you're actually an artist to those that are just tuning in now to infamous amadeus series not just a serious xm shade four or five radio host and dj but you're you're nice man you got some tracks you've got your own ra RIAA certified golds and everything else so when do you actually start making money off a stream like say you have a million streams on spotify Mm -hmm. How much does mm-hmm. the artist see of that? Uh, twenty four hundred for a million streams, and that's then this gets broken up between the record label and whoever it is that uploaded it, or is this not, average- not 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 necessarily? So it depends on how you distribute it. Again, that's like a lot of misinformation. Yeah. So let's say you go, you drop an album on TuneCore, right? 
you do a million streams, you get paid $2,400. Actually, the $2,400 gets paid to you directly because you're the distributor. So a a lot of people don't know that ASCAP and BMI, these companies no longer collect mechanical royalties, which is a streaming royalty, right? So you get paid 100%, and then it's up to you to pay everybody else out. Ah, but okay. you don't you don't know you don't know this information. So, you know, you you assume that you're doing the right thing. Yeah. By telling the producer to sign up for ASCAP and this guy to sign up for that, you you know, cuz that's what you were taught. Yeah. But in reality, they're not making any money because the person that distributed it got paid 100%. Wow. So he thinks that's his portion. Again, it's like no one is doing anything wrong, right? Because yeah. you, you think this is the way that it goes, when in reality it doesn't. So, I mean, you have to mass produce records. You know, you need yeah. to be streaming in the multi-millions within your entire catalog in order for you to make a good amount of money off of music. You know, the question is, like, how much do you need to make based on your personal living situation? Makes sense. Now, I notice a lot of artists, and these are both famous artists and independent artists, they pay for their Spotify streams. They pay for these streams. Does Spotify have a way of detecting that and hold money back if they tell it comes from some type of a bot account? How does that work? Yeah, I mean, you can get your catalog taken down. Wow. Um, I, I, I've had guys, um, so, you know, just quickly, so I'm a distributor as well. I'm, I'm what's called an aggregator, okay. which means that I, I am able to upload directly. So when you upload your music to DistroKid, you upload it there, but then there's still another company that still distributes it. So I have a contract with that company directly. So there's no oversight. So basically I distribute directly to the DSPs. There's no middle person, right? Um, so again, it, it, it's all about personal situation, right? right? A lot of a, a lot of guys, they don't understand how leasing beats works. Yeah. Um, you know, so so if, if if you're leasing beats and let's say, you know, 40 guys lease the same beat before you, they pay out in that structure. Yeah. So it's like whoever leased the beat first, they get the most amount of money and then it goes down. So if you're number 41 on the list, you're not even collecting all the money on your record. Wow. Crazy. Um, yeah, it's it's just it, it's a weird structure, but it's it's really just about educating yourself properly. When it comes down to it, right? I mean, you, you shouldn't step in and you have to understand that music is a business and yeah. why would you get into any business without understanding the ins and outs and how you're going to get paid? Yeah. So you look at it as fair. If you understand the business, it's like going into any other line of work where there's legalities and measures that keep the money sometimes within the industry because people that create these industries are trying to keep what they originally invested their money in. The music industry is a business why would these guys mm-hmm. just want to lose all their money? Like, so so you look at it as fair overall. I do now. Yeah, I do now. But but my perspective is different because I do so many things. Yeah. So so when I give an opinion on something, I understand what everybody in the room is going through. I understand what the artist is going through. I understand what the producer is going through. I understand what you as the journalist is going through. Yeah. I understand what the label is going through. So I formulate my opinion based on this whole entire assessment. But the bottom line is that the information is there, right? It's there, period. We have access to cell phones. We have access to the internet as long as you have a connection and you can go and get the information. And if you choose not to do so, the only person you could point the finger at is the man in the mirror. Wow. Especially today. Especially Especially today. today. 
especially today. Maybe in the 90s, uh, you get a pass because you're coming from the block. Yeah. But again, reading is fundamental. So, you know, there's a contract. You got to read the contract. It's it, it's almost like when you sign up for a platform and you have the terms of services. Mm, who reads them, though? And, People aren't reading well, them, dude. It's their own fault. Well, you shouldn't. You should read them. Yeah, you know, you should read them. It's like if you get a contract, you read every word. But people just look at it as so mechanized and like they're so far detached from the head of Apple or from the head of whatever Spotify that it's yeah. hard to read that small print. They make you, it you need so refined. Yeah. Oh, you man. know, you need you need to read that print because then 20 years down the line, you're complaining because you didn't read it. <laughs> wow. So whose fault? Whose fault is that? That's right. And that's also why there's lawyers. Why you get yourself a good entertainment lawyer. Or a music yep. business lawyer, if that's even what it's called. Just giving some gems to the people out here. Inf man, it's like a mm-hmm. university on here. We're going to go to a very quick break. Infamous Amadeus is here in studio. You can be followed online at the Infamous Amadeus. That's I-N-P-H-A-M-U-S. Infamous Amadeus. Spelt the way that Mozart spelt it, right? Or is there a Z at the end? There's a Z. I didn't use the S. I he should have spelt it that yeah. way, too. Nobody go anywhere. <laughs> the Ryan Show is here, and we will return. This episode of The Ryan Show FM is brought to you by Gruntworks Meat Company, a veteran-owned meat distribution company that is dedicated to providing high-quality meats at affordable prices. At Gruntworks, we believe that those who put themselves on the front lines for our country deserve to be compensated fairly. That's why we offer prices that are competitive, yet still allow us to make a profit. We pass on those savings to veterans and all those who don't get the recognition they deserve. So if you want to support a veteran-owned business and get the best deal on your meat, look no further than Gruntworks Meat Company. We've got you covered from beef and chicken to pork and seafood. Thank you for choosing Gruntworks. Hello, folks. If you're anything like me, you're probably not very cultured, and when it comes to hanging up art on the wall, you don't know where to begin. Well, look no further. MasachiArt.com has exactly what you're looking for. Jimmy Masachi is one of the few humans on Earth that can capture that urban hip-hop energy and turn it into a painting. Take it from me, I have it hanging on the walls in the Hamptons, scaring the hell out of people. Don't believe me? Go to MasachiArt.com, and right now, enter in a chance to win some free Masachi Art hoodies by going to the Ryan Show Instagram story and at MasachiArt on Instagram for more details. Now let's get back to our regular schedule programming ladies and gentlemen boys and girls step right up to the Linnell Wichard experience are you bedridden do you have absolutely no rhythm well all of that is okay Linnell will literally ingrain it into your body I went 32 years of my life not knowing how to dance until I signed up for the Linnell Wichard experience it's not often that you get a chance to learn how to dance from somebody who's done everything from when the dance contest on BET's 106 and Park to being a backup dancer to Cardi B Beyonce Rihanna and more hit up Linnell Direct and schedule a dance appointment with her by contacting her phone at 347-208-6905. One more time, that's 347-208-6905. Check out her website at linnellwitcher.com. Everybody, meet me at the Linnell Witcher Experience. And we are back again. Thanks for staying with us through some music by DJ Honky Wonky. And it's a very special day in this country. This yeah. is a very special day for New Yorkers. Not always in the best way, although I think we can all attest infamous Amadeus, that this day did bring everybody closer together than I'd say even Christmas. I think it brought people closer together in this city more than any other day, maybe in the history of New York City. And we don't even know what the hell happened, let's be honest. Like, you know, (laughs) I don't want to get on my conspiracy game here, but it doesn't take, look, just anyone with any type of gut feeling looks at all of the 
calamities of 9-11 and knows that maybe we don't know the full truth. I'm not saying to be one of these truthers, but mm-hmm. I don't. I think it's kind of past the point now where it's unorthodox to peel back the layers and really look mm-hmm. into it in a respectful manner, considering mm-hmm. we did lose so many New Yorkers in mm-hmm. those attacks. I mean, overall, Amph, looking back at 9-11, do you feel like we're given all of the information or do you think that maybe some of it's kind of looted? What are your thoughts on what happened on September 11, 2001? I think that's very uh, touchy. Um, what, what, I, what I will say is that um, the, the information that we do have, if you just laid out the timeline, is not far-fetched, right? I mean, you know, we went, we invaded Iraq, right? And, and, and we took all their oil yeah part of my language we killed hundreds of thousands of people and we pissed somebody off (laughs) we certainly did and we we pissed somebody off and we didn't have the technology at that time to to stop guys from boarding a plane and hijacking a plane right and and ultimately doing what they did now you know, you could say that there was some sort of assistance. You could say there was this, that, and a third. But I still think that the bottom line narrative, I I think looking back in retrospect, 22 years back, I do think that it's pretty accurate. And there probably is some twist turns and bending and maybe some assistance that was happening. But if you just look at the story for what it is, right, let's just call it a story. It's not that hard to believe that that's what actually happened. Yeah, it's it's very possible that things are as they appear. But there's also a lot of... And look, once again, I'm not one of these 9-11 truthers. Yeah. But just looking back, you'd think that there would have been some measures that were taken. We've got... Even before 9-11, we had jet fighters. We had a call to arms and a call to action. When I look at that flight that went down in Pennsylvania, there's all those reports mm-hmm. that came out. There were explosions and there was a mm-hmm. jet fighter that left the scene right afterwards. Maybe in years from now, truth will be released. It's just so hard, man, with the, with the conspiracies that are going down and coming true. I feel like people think, hey, why not? Obviously, if you know, for years, people were talking about pedophile island. Alex Jones was yeah. going on rants about river and sure mm-hmm. enough, it exists. For years, mm-hmm. people were talking about different conspiracies. And in the last couple of years, sure enough, it exists. We just went through one with COVID. Let's be honest here. We were told yeah. everything was the way it was. It wasn't what they said. Sometimes the government even admits that they don't know what the hell they're talking about. And for, you're absolutely right. Considering the circumstances around the attack, it's very believable that a bunch of pissed off terrorists could pull something like that off. But how does the government not know it's going to happen? I just have more faith in the government well, and, and in the well, CIA than that. Well, 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 I'll tell you why. So if you know anything about the history of America, right? Let's just let's just take like a quick American history uh, tour. So World War II, Hitler basically invades Europe, right? He is Alexander the Great on steroids, and he is trying to basically conquer the world. He teams up with Japan, and they are slaughtering everybody, right? The titans of America come together 
and and the people that actually put this together is guys like Henry Ford. So 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 DuPont built the facility that built the atomic bomb, right? And these these engineers got together and they built the armory and the tanks and the ammunition. And Americans went and invaded Europe, right? So they went, they invaded Europe, took down Hitler, and then they went and dropped the only atomic bomb that has ever been dropped, right? This is like 1940 something. So America comes out on top. So imagine how America feels. It's almost like the bully in the yard that beat everybody up and feels like he can't be touched. And I think that the country has become not on their guard and P's and Q's because of the way that the perception was of American society after World War II, right? When in Vietnam, we didn't accomplish nothing. It's almost like what's happening with Russia right now. Here's the big, bad, scary Russia. They go in the little Ukraine and they get nothing accomplished. Yeah. Exactly. Right? So so I, I just think that there is, yes, there is some conspiracy that has to do with it. But a lot of it also has to do with us and our government and our army not being on their P's and Q's. They're allocating all of these resources to different places and you left us unguarded. Very true. That does make Period. sense. What's uh what's another conspiracy that I mean I'm just not even I'm just coming up with something as we speak right here. Yeah. This was the very last time in history because they say that technology is more advanced when you're talking about the CIA, the FBI. Mm -hmm. There are a few generations before us. Which mm -hmm. if you time it out in 2001, that would mean that there was something like an iPhone. There was a stronger yeah. version of the internet. That was the last time in history a, that you could get away with something like that without people mm -hmm. just pulling out their cell phones, stopping something from happening. The military, like you said, being on their P's and Q's. Maybe if you are a government, nefar a nefarious government at that, that's trying to keep the people on their P's and Q's, some type of traumatic event is the only way to get people out of that comfort zone for the future as technology develops and has more threats keep occurring. Plus... Not to be my conspiracy again, but that was when everything changed in this country in terms of privacy, security. Mm. They were able to rewrite every single law. So to me, it seemed a little bit deeper than just going in there to build a pipeline into Afghanistan to get the oil around. To me, it was something that sparked the end of privacy in America and the end of us having faith. I guess kind of they tried to give us some faith that the government was looking out for us. And that we could trust mm -hmm. them to go through our cell phones. We could trust them to go through all of our voicemails. Because they, at this point, if, let's be honest, they are able to look at everything. To me, I would not be surprised if the CIA has suddenly just typed in a keyword and every single person that typed in that word. Look at what's going on with ChatGPT. How it can quickly just read and assess all of these numbers and every mm -hmm. word on the internet. So mm -hmm. if I am going to get on my conspiracy, I would think that it would have to do more with control if whether or not they were behind these horrible attacks or they knew it was coming, it definitely prompted a change in just how yeah. we live our lives and how we trust our government. Mm -hmm. So I could see where conspiracies spark from when you look at all of these different elements. Plus, I don't know, have you seen a controlled demolition? Like, I don't want to get too far yeah. into the conspiracies no, no, here. No, 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 I, I, I've, seen it. I've seen a controlled demolition uh, multiple times and I've been... I've seen all the videos and all the explanations and all of that. I just think that we live in a society where people just don't accept things for being what they are. 
For and sure. A lot of people just try to find a reason why or a reason this or some sort of reason. Except for maybe just accepting that things went left because things were not done properly, right? Because we don't have access to what was actually going on overseas. Who was who was this? Who was that? I like I said in the beginning. I think it's a combination of both. You know, I I would just assume that if you were going to create an event like that. And if you were going to make a change like that, it wouldn't be a cell phone. You'd be trying to go to like a dictatorship. You would try to go martial law. I mean, we're 22 years from from then. I mean, you still kind of have the same. I mean, what what would be the reason for you to go and knock down two buildings and kill 4,000 people if you weren't trying to accomplish something like that? I mean, are you trying to rewrite the Constitution? I mean, you didn't do that. So then that would eliminate a lot of the conversation. I mean, you you you're gonna go demo, you're gonna go demolition a building to to spy on you on a cell phone. I mean, you know, I would just assume that it would be a much bigger play. Um, have you looked up the, the Patriot case. Act? I will say this: I the have. Patriot Act, the FBI declared and made it official that they can secretly conduct a physical search or wiretap on American citizens to obtain evidence of a crime without proving probable cause. After, so after. that is such an amendment breaking mm-hmm. act that was written and it just went right under the radar. I know we all talk about it, but nobody really yeah. seemed to protest. We had no choice in the matter. So I get it. But to me, it was that big of a change, especially considering America really was where anything goes, man. It was the Wild West without the Cowboys before 9-11. I remember how different I was only in seventh grade when that happened. But I remember how different things were because I came back from Italy that year. Mm-hmm. And I traveled overseas and just, yeah, definitely very, uh, it, it does make you think. But I do agree that it, it would have to be some type of an all-time, I mean, this is probably, if there is a conspiracy, this is the biggest one. But to be able to hide it for this long does give me some faith that maybe it's, maybe we don't know all the truths to it, but. You know, you, you, you know, you know what it's like? It's like people believe in Pakistan a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Or, or like some people believe in that Elvis like escaped. Um, I think that, and again, I'm not saying anybody's right or wrong. I think yeah. the answer lies in a combination of these conversations that we're yeah. having. I also believe that man is very ima- imaginative. Oh my gosh, we're talking about two of them right here. Yeah, yeah and, 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 come and, and I and I think that the imagination has a tendency of creating narratives that travel within time except looking at maybe the potential bottom line of like what we spoke about right and then us after 9-11 going and invading and then essentially taking their oil because that that's ultimately what i think it it came down to you know oil someone had told me that oil is the blood of the earth definitely for right right now at this point in history for sure yeah yeah, oil, oil is the blood of the earth, and this particular area was enriched with the most amount of oil. So I would see that as the interest on top of who was president at that time, what the family lineage was, and they owned the biggest oil companies in the world. So I would see that going amongst those lines more. And you know, it's, it's funny because we never see these conversations. The modern the conversation is like the Patriot Act, privacy laws. No, those are just different things that they put in there. Yeah. 
they, 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 those are like little bonuses they got in there. I, they went there for that oil. <laughs> That's the bottom line. They were going to get that. You know, there's one piece of information that it needs to be fact-checked. But there are claims that I remember I, see, I saw a speech that Dick Cheney gave right before 9-11 about $2.3 million somehow being owed by the government and it just disappeared after 9-11. We need our fact-checkers mm-hmm. out there, really. There's it's just true. For what it's worth, there are so many little components to it, but it's my faith in execution, how poorly the government executes anything that they couldn't pull something like this off and hide it for all these years. That's where I have faith that 9-11 was a bunch of angry terrorists. They can't even erase the school debts without screwing something up. I they agree. can't put a single act through without there being some type of slip up. Mm-hmm. It just doesn't make sense. But you know, you, what, you know, I, I could see things more like the Oakland City uh bombing, Boston mm-hmm. bombing. I can see those things more like um situations that um so so I have an interview with a guy who was on like a bunch of movies and they have this website called crisis cast and I verified this. So they have a yeah. website called crisis cast. So basically crisiscast.com, you can go and you can basically order crisis actors on demand. Get the hell out of here. That's a real thing. Yeah. It's called, I, I verified this. Actually, I did the interview with him right here. He was sitting right here. Wow. And, and, and we did an interview crisiscast.com. You can look this up. So basically, you can order professional crisis actors, and you could go and say that something happened in front of your house and have a fake news team, a fake body on the floor, a fake ambulance, and basically create something. So I I say that to say, right, that on smaller scale things, on smaller scale things, right, that is highly probable. Boston bombing, Oklahoma City bombing, Waco, smaller control things to to collapse two of the biggest buildings in the world. And if you saw what happened, it was complete chaos. Yeah. If you're trying to control something, you can control it better. You're not going to go and just bomb two buildings and create massive chaos. And think about how much money the government has lost. Between, you know, people getting sick from lung cancer and all this other things. So I think in certain situations, yes, crisiscast.com. Look it up. I'm going to that website as soon as we hit a break. That's incredible. I think 9-11 is a little more complicated. In my opinion. Do you remember where you were during 9-11? Where were you? I don't think I ever actually told this story. So I was scheduled for a job interview in Tower 1 on 9-11 wow. for a security company. And I overslept. And when I woke up, turn on the news, my mom is like blowing up my phone. Like, where are you? And I turned on the news and one of the towers was hit. Right. And so just this is like a just young like, amp, like an 18, 19 year old amp. This is 18. 18. This is wow. 18. This, this, is, this is before I went to jail. And just a, a, a quick backstory. Yeah. So my mother, and my father both worked in the World Trade Center. My mom worked for Andrew Bellotti, who was, I believe he was the attorney general, and my dad was a cook. My mother's water broke in the World Trade Center. I don't know if it was Tower 1 or Tower 2. So I was basically almost born in the World Trade Center. Like, this is facts. 
I don't think I've ever said this anywhere before. Um, yeah, so my mother's water broke, um, and I was born in the hospital, Beekman, which is the, the which was, I don't know if it's still there, but it was the, the hospital by the World Trade yeah. Center. So, you know, just the World Trade Center, you know, when, when I look at it, I'm, I'm always very forward thinking, right? Yeah. So, I, you know, I, I, I looked at 9-11 like, wow, it, you know, it, it almost tied in. Mom and dad both worked in, in the World Trade Center. I was almost born in the World Trade Center. I had an interview that day. They weren't there, um, were they? The, mom and dad weren't. No, 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 no. Mom and dad, mom and dad been left. Yeah, um, yeah. My mom and dad been left. They, they, they left in the 80s. But I'm just saying it all. It all ties in, right? That's a so, believable you know, story. You ever hear about the comedian, the dude from that fantasy football show, and he pretended that he was there on 9-11? He had this whole no. elaborate 9-11 no. story. It turned no, out it was one crazy. lie. He got called out. He got can- Talk about cancel culture. Cancel culture. Yeah. Cancel them hard for that one. No, that's not it. No, but this this is facts. This is facts. So. No cap. I was born in, yeah, I was born in Beekman Hospital. Wow. Which is right there. That is absolutely wild so to anyone out there that has suffered through losing somebody in 9-11 or just the loss of sanity like you talk about how people went crazy i'll just never forget and it wasn't just in new york city out in the hamptons everybody was freaking out all the kids were crying it was just a day that will live in infamy much like the original day of infamy pearl harbor but on a way more massive scale and a lot of these conspiracy theories it seems are not from new york these are guys that are just somewhere in their parents' basement out in the Midwest, learning what they can, but it doesn't hit as close to home. It is a touchy subject, but like any touchy subject here on The Ryan Show FM, we will touch it and poke and pry. After all, we focus (laughs) on Americana and 9-11, a huge part of American culture, as horrible as it was. It did change everything for us in this country. The infamous Amadeus is here, and he's not going anywhere. We're going to be talking about a whole lot of good stuff including the downfall of New York baseball. The Martian landed and was destroyed (laughs) within a week. My God, this is the Ryan Show FM. We'll be back. Don't go nowhere. That's that knock right there. Yeah. Check. COVID-19. And it better clear the room out. Youngin. Graph-wise. Check, look, if you don't love me, you're live and don't want me when I die, youngin'. Trust, I got my hands up high. It's a fucking robbery, put your in the sky. Look, trust, trust my nigga, I get at him. My nigga, you get at him. I can send them goons up top, they go and clap him. Throw him in that river when I body bag rap him. Hands in the air, it's the most. I'm on top of my game, whether it's rap or cock in the flame Thoughts fly like missiles when they hop on my brain I'm insane, ain't a nigga who's stopping my reign All you hear is gunshots, bodies drop when I aim Take the oath for me, hand on your heart where it's supposed to be Thou shalt not violate if you're close to me Your blood stains is what remains on your rosary The tech will leave you flaming like you said you gay openly My mind's gone, I'm a time bomb when I grind strong Got diamonds big enough to be a mountain to lie on Got watches big enough to be a mountain to climb on Counting with my papers A mountain and I'm gone You know me OG flowers on OD If your flows are OZ Then monsters are whole key You slipping slugs Spitting while you sipping the OE I'm gripping lane switching While I'm whipping the full speed I'm dirtier Body bag rap I straight murder Gats make is act Like they never heard of ya Flow hot But my heart's colder than suburban
suburbia About to set the stage on blaze When the burner's up all the chitter chat Packs I get rid of that The Mac melt the fucking Yankee side off your fitted cap Your team boot off stage When you spit a rap That's why I'm dumping whack rappers Bodies with the rivers out If you don't love me alive And don't want me when I die youngin Trust I got my hands up high It's a fucking robbery Put your yeah. in the sky Look, trust, trust my nigga I get at him I can send them goons up top to go and clap them Throw them in that river when I body back Wrap them, hands in the air It's the motherfucking Hey yo, it's God is my witness Revolvers is solving my business I'm calm when I'm armed for your riches Who is this? Heat that's burning the spot Glocks will make your head look like a convertible top If not, it's off the roof into a vertical drop All these whack is here is uh, I'm grinding It's the same story when I'm riding Hang gliding till it sound like 40 planes are colliding I'm gripping it Tracks are like cracks I'm straight flipping it You so whack when you rap DJs is skipping it I'm on track to get stacks On some different shit Money long enough to fill up a fucking pyramid Can't move weight by me If it's hate by me It's bye bye It's say la vie Your rap style's phonier than a fake ID Spit sick like I'm mixed with COVID-19 I'm a beast you don't love me alive and don't want me when I die youngin' Trust I got my hands up high It's a fucking robbery Put your yeah. in the sky Look, tr- trust my nigga I get at him Send them goons up top, they go and clap them Throw them in that river when I body bag Grab them, hands in the air It's the motherfucking anthem You know we back on that bar, though We still the untouchables The world famous Yeah Graph Wise, what's up? We back at it, though And we are back. Hello, New York. Hello, everybody. Happy 9-11, if that's even a thing. We are talking back on the horrible time that happened in New York City and around this country. And, you know, we talk a lot about the heroes of 9-11, the firefighters and the policemen. But little do we speak about the villains of 9-11. And to me, the numero uno villain after Osama, Luis Gonzalez. That piece of trash hitting that that. Right down the middle, single off of Mariano Rivera. To me, that was like 9-11 part two, the end of the Yankees dynasty. Couldn't have happened yeah. at a worse time. New York is finally in sync. We got Giuliani and George Bush throwing his lies down the middle. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, throwing mm-hmm. that first pitch. And sure enough, <laughs> oh, it was just like a heartbreaker. Might have been the best World Series that ever happened. I mean, just so exciting. But the way that it ended, absolute atrocity. Much like what's going on right now. The state of New York baseball is at an all-time low. And this is, I'm going to start by saying this, Imp. We're at the point now where we need total annihilation. Fire Mm -hmm. everybody. Fire Mm -hmm. every single one of the pimple-faced teenagers handing out souvenirs. Fire every single one of the, the nasty people that sell tickets. Fire every one of the security guards that's giving you a hard time. Fire every single restaurant in there. The training staff. The managers. The owner just needs to sell the team to Elon Musk at this point. Yeah. I started ranting and raving via text message. I really thought about it last night. We need a total reset. The Yankees are broken. The culture is failing. The franchise is in the garbage. And the one sparkling chance of hope that we had was Jason Dominguez. And his arm is looking like Shohei's right now. Mm. What do we do, Imp? You're a lifelong baseball head. Your Mets are 
you know, they're not that much better, but at least there's some yeah. glimpse of hope in the future. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. What the hell are we going to do with New York baseball, man? Should we just like move the teams out of the city and start fresh? Like, what are we going to do? Retool. Com- a complete retool. Uh, I mean, the Steinbrenners are never going to let it go. That's their baby. Right. So, um, you, you, you gotta you gotta kind of take a page out of the Mets book as as hard as that looks. I mean, the Mets did an analysis. They said, you know what? We wasted all this bread. I'm gonna save thirty million by getting rid of everybody, and they acquired prospects, which gives it a ray of hope. You, you look at it, you're like, okay, well, they got a coolest brother. They got this other kid who's in Brooklyn cracking home runs. I, I, I forgot who they got for Verlander. Was it Acuna? I don't remember. But whoever they got for Verlander is like destroying it. He was a. He was a. I want to say their number one prospect in center field. I can't yeah. remember his name right yeah. now. But yeah, he's destroying it too. But why are they staying healthy? Why can't the Yankees stay on the field? Yo, honestly, like I, I, I try to be a, a Yankee faithful and loyal. I am a Yankee faithful and loyal. I just don't understand how Brian Cashman has his job. I don't understand how he hires people that are you leading to these drafts. It for is Cashman to go? beyond time. Eat that last three years on his contract. Get rid of the guy. Even, bring even in with Leo the Webster. resume? Even, even with, with the, the resume? What do you mean with resume? What resume? <laughs> what are you talking about? It wasn't even him that built that, that team back in the day. If anything, he destroyed it. I remember when he brought in Giambi, I thought the same thing. I'm sorry. like I'm sorry to act crazy right now, man. But not there's fine. not much of a badge of honor for this guy. Yeah, he, he brought a team to the playoffs year after year that should be in the playoffs. It's the Yankees. They have all this money. 2009, anyone would have won the World Series that made all those signings. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. It's hard to look at, at his whole body of work. And I just don't understand it. You know what it is? Steinbrenner, Hal Steinbrenner is simply not a ruthless piece of crap like his father. The only mm-hmm. move that he made that is somewhat Steinbrenner-esque is bringing up those young kids only to have them destroy themselves under that Yankee tutelage, whoever the hell it is that they're coaching. And he actually said, and reports are out, that Cashman didn't even want to bring the young kids up. He wanted mm. to just keep all these bums like Donaldson. And Steinbrenner finally probably read some YouTube comments while he's sitting on his <laughs> yacht or somewhere in Mar-a-Lago, wherever the hell he is, that said, look, bring the young kids up. It was literally every single comment for the past year. So... He went over Brian Cashman's head, and hopefully this is a sign of things to come. Maybe Hal Steinbrenner is finally, maybe his dad is screaming at him from hell or heaven yeah. or wherever Steinbrenner ended up. <laughs> Man, it's just hard. And that's the thing. If if he's a Steinbrenner, he would fire literally everybody. Fire yeah. the ball well, boys. Well, 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 one of the things that I think that we always have this conversation, every time I come on this show, the Fox Sports show, I always have a, a very um, direct narrative that money doesn't buy championships. And if you just look at baseball in general, money does not buy championships. The Braves are wiping the floor with everybody. The Rays are wiping the floor with everybody. The Orioles are wiping the floor with everybody. And you look at the teams like the Yankees, the Mets, the Padres, the Dodgers, and where are they? How many championships do they have? How many this do they have? How many that do they have, right? So it ultimately comes down to the development of the farm system. Yes. And signing young. I can only talk from the Mets perspective. The Mets need to sign Alvarez. Seven-year contract. Mauricio. If you think Mauricio is going to be something, sign him five years. I don't understand why Alonzo don't have a contract. Now, let's let's, Um, let's start there really quick. Before we go any further, what the hell's going on with Pete Alonzo? How are the Mets going to take 
Now, this is if I were you, I'd be freaking out about this. I know he had a horrible yeah. year, down year, hit 220, which is honestly normal in the MLB these days. Somebody hitting 220 mm-hmm. that can crank 40 home runs out of the park. Why mm-hmm. are they getting rid of Alonzo? They're saying that this guy's some type of a locker room cancer, yet everybody that's on the Mets is coming to his aid. I think that's all media-driven narratives. Um, I, I don't think that's the case. I just think that the Mets right now have an owner who just literally looks as everything like stock. Mm. Right? I think that's just – because if you look at the moves that he made, if you look at what he did, like he literally dumped – I mean, he sent like $53 million, I think, for Verlander. Or, I mean, he was just dumping guys because he looked at it like money spent already. So he's looking at everything like like stock. So I can only assume his mind stays like, okay, I have Alonzo right now for let's say five million dollars. Why would I up it up to twenty? I just think that th- this is the owner that the Mets have, and the fan base needs to accept that we have a hedge fund person running our stuff, and they're gonna look at it like crypto. You buy low, you capitalize higher. Is you that know, good for I, the I, Mets culture, though, when you have a guy that was homegrown? He's been the heart and soul of the New York Mets. He was the I, face I of think, that franchise. Yeah, he is I the face of that, that I think that they're working on new homegrown talent. Um, I don't know where Alonzo's ultimately going to end up, but I can only go based on what we've seen production-wise from people, and guys tend to deteriorate. So if Alonzo's pushing 30, you know, would you want to – give him $30 million a year for 10 years to save your fan base. You know, Alonzo, Alonzo is a great player. He's not a Derek Jeter. But he how many Derek does. Jeters are there? There's like none, especially in this day and age. None. none. It's hard. I mean, look, a guy that can hit 50 home runs in a season. Is valuable. Yeah, I agree. No matter how young your franchise is and how immature this guy might be, we all know he's a goofball. Yeah, he's a dork. We heard it. We hear the interviews. He says some crazy stuff, but the guy is literally the face of the franchise. And no, he's not a Derek Jeter. But I would do. Look, if I was a, if he was on the Yankees, there's no way we're giving up Pete Alonso. I'm sorry, a homegrown yeah. cat that can hit home runs like that. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Mm-hmm. And I he can kind of usher I, in these new guys. Yeah, I think Mets culture is much different from Yankee culture. Remember, the Mets only been around since 1962. We don't have in our history that many franchise type of players. And yeah. all of our franchise players, we've gotten rid of. Jose Reyes, get out of here. Wow. It's you true. know, Tom, Tom Seaver, get out of here. You know what I mean? We, you know, we, we don't hold on to players the way the Yankees may have. Yeah. With Judge and Jeter and Rivera and like, you know, Lou Garrick, and we could just go down the list, right? Yep. I think. Mets culture has been much different because of the way that the I think the people that have owned it have been more hedge fund type of people. Even the Wolpons. I mean, the Wolpons were caught up in Madoff, right? So that tells That's you that true. there's some sort of correlation. I just think our ownership group is much different than the Yankees' ownership group. Whereas, you know, the Yankees had the pressure to retain a judge. Yes. The Mets may not feel that pressure to retain an Alonzo. Because if you look at monetarily what that may mean, I mean, do you want to pay a guy 35, 36 years old? Is he going to produce in that way? Well, DH, that's what they're supposed to do. It's not like he's out there doing anything but playing first base. Like, just stick him to DH when he gets too old. Look, it's the Mets culture 
that needs to either be restored or built in the right way. And I thought that Cohen was kind of off to the right start by retiring Daryl Strawberry and Doc Gooden. Mm -hmm. So, like you said, the Mets have been there for, since 1962. If I'm correct, there's what yeah. seven numbers that have ever been retired by the Mets. Correct. Yeah. And there's way more that should be. Like Piazza's number wasn't retired, was it? I think it was. Was Keith it Fernandez? Keith, yeah, Keith Fernandez was retired. Okay, so Piazza yeah. was retired. Okay. Mm -hmm. But still, like, you know, you mentioned a guy like Jose Reyes. He was another one of these guys, heart and soul of that Mets franchise. Mm -hmm. Maybe you wouldn't return, maybe in, in a few years, who knows? Is there a New York Met whose number you'd like to see retired? Don't say Lenny Dykstra. We all know that's obvious. Uh, maybe David Wright. That's a good one. It's time to retire his number for sure. Maybe David Wright, because he's like the what could have been player. Yeah, he was you good, know, man. You know, he was he, he was he was incredible. You know, and, and he and he hurt his back. I think I think the way he went out was perfect. Like you know, he played half the game. You yeah. know, he he made his way back on the field. He left on the field. He didn't leave injured. So so I think um, out of everyone, um, and then and then you know, like I, I don't know why Mets fans give like Mookie Wilson such a hard time. I don't know what the backstory is. Mm. He gets booed. He gets booed every time. Old timers day, they boo him out of the building. Really? Um, yeah, but I don't. I don't. And I've been a Mets fan my whole life. I don't recall anyone except David Wright. You know, and, and I mean besides like Piazza, but I mean he's not a homegrown player. Like a homegrown no. player, I don't. I don't recall anybody. And, and 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 to your point, I think that's why Alonzo is so important. I just think that the contract should have been awarded earlier. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I, I think he's just a victim of circumstance. I think he's a victim of the Wolpons trying to get rid of the franchise and um, just time, place, and, you know, and, and now there's a lot of pressure because you're seeing guys, you know, um, um, stop going down and guys are getting rid of I, I think when it's all said and done, I think Lindor will probably get his number retired. He's going to be here for a while. So now this is my next question for you. Do you think that, I mean, it's only been five seasons, right, that Pete Alonso has been a New York Met. But in that time, he's already hit 189 home runs yeah. in that New York Mets uniform. Do you think that they're going to retire Pete Alonso's number after only these five years of service, or do you think he's still got some more time? You said Lindor might get retired. Is there a chance that Alonso's number will get put into the rafters one day? Uh, that's a great question. Possibly because of the 101 win season. Mm. I could see because, you know, that 101-win team being something that Met fans revere long-term. Yeah. You know, if, if I look at the guys right now who, who are on the team who I think numbers could get retired, I would say Alonzo Lindor and probably Diaz. Diaz, for sure. Diaz is an incredible closer. Now, how about some of these new cats? We might have arguably the best up-and-coming catcher in baseball. Yeah. On the New York Mets. Alvarez. Alvarez yeah, is an so Alvarez. I don't know. I, it's hard not to like the Mets. Like, just from uh, being a baseball fan, there's a lot of great pieces over there. And likable guys. It really there was is. kind Alvarez of a, one. It was a tragedy to see what happened in New York baseball this year. I feel just I feel worse for the Mets. Because, you know, the Yankees, like, we all know that around the corner there could be – there could be – I'm like, as, as yeah. I'm saying this in my head – I'm thinking to myself, wow, we actually might be cursed. There might finally be a curse on the New York Yankees. Try not to think too hard into it. But, yeah, the, as a baseball fan, 
it was hard to see what happened to the New York Mets habit, especially when you see Verlander go off to the Astros and pitch so well, unless, of course, he's facing the Martian. Yeah, well, I mean, Otani to the Yankees in the offseason? I don't think Otani to the Mets is happening. He said he wants to go somewhere that he'll win. So you can scratch the, the Yankees off that. Scratch the Mets probably off that, too. He's probably going to be in the Dodgers. He's probably going to be the Dodgers or the Mariners. Maybe he goes to the Braves. What kind of a dynasty we're looking at? Oh, Otani goes to the Atlanta God. Braves. I know as a oh, Mets fan, God. that might be horrible to hear. But, you know, we, we talk about there really hasn't been a dynasty since the New York Yankees. You could argue and say the Astros yeah. and maybe some would say the Braves, right? But they've only had one championship since 99. Yeah, but, I, but, but I don't, I don't see the Braves. I don't see teams like the Braves, the Rays, those, those type of teams investing that amount of money because they don't need them. They're already competitive. What was the Yankees payroll like back in 1998? I want to go back and look at the numbers, but I don't think that they were breaking the bank the same way they were as they moved into the two thousands, right? There was a lot of homegrown talent there. The outside yeah. Yankees that joined the team, Tino Martinez, Paul, Paul O'Neill, Scott mm-hmm. Brocious, hey, Chuck Navas, Wells. 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 Wells was just there for a year, though, right? Wells was there in yeah. 1998. Then we got yeah. Clemens in 1999, and I love Roger Clemens. I know he didn't pitch as well on the Yankees as a lot of people would have liked to, but he still was. Mm-hmm. Come on. Without Roger Clemens, you, there would not have you know, been all those you know, you know, one of one of the interesting things that I noticed about MLB is that I think they're trying to be more receptive to the steroid guys. So I play MLB the show at least like three times a week. And this is the first time I've seen steroid guys in the game. They never put what do you mean steroid guys? You mean the entire league in the nineties? I mean, you don't see any not everybody, but you don't see like this is the first year that I, that I can remember Mark McGuire being in the game. And he belongs there. And, and, and Sammy Sosa being in the game. Like, wow. you don't see, like, the Rafael Palmeros. You know, you ain't going to see a Jose Canseco. You know, you Love don't see Canseco. Those. Love Caminetti. Bar- yeah, B- Barry Bonds, there was um, some sort of, like, uh, discrepancy. I remember in the early games with imaging, and they didn't have the rights. But I just noticed, like, this year, so if you if you play MLB The Show or any of, like, these 2K games, yeah. you know, they have, like, this Diamond Dynasty thing yeah. where you basically play shorter-term games and you get cards and you do stuff like that. And the rewards for collecting the cards this year is Derek Jeter, which was who's the cover person. Mark McGuire and Sammy Sosa. Mm, and they have the great chase. That so they have these programs. Yeah. And one of the programs is the great chase of 98. Wow. Which I found it just very interesting that they put this in the game. It's loosening up. Now you can get voted into the Hall of Fame, right? Uh whereas years ago you couldn't. I'm pretty sure now there's like a unanimous vote that can be made, or somehow yeah. the players can get involved. They say that. For a second go around, Bonds and A Rod, some of these guys that really should be in the Hall of Fame yeah. are going to be able to you, get in. You, 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 I think A Rod would get in. I think A Rod, out of everyone, has done a good job of cleaning his image up with the work that he's done over at ESPN. Definitely, very good. I point. could see, I could see A Rod, and I could see McGuire as well, um, because I, I think he was like the batting coach of the Cardinals at one time. He was with those uh, guys, the Dodgers, if I remember correctly. McGuire. Yeah, you know, I don't see like the Palmeros and the Bonses and those guys and the Clemens and you know. Oh, it sucks little, that little... Clemens is thrown in there, man, because Clemens was so good. He was yeah. so amazing on the Red Sox, even when he was juiced to the gills on the Astros. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, steroids ain't gonna make you. He was 
nice. And he knew exactly where he could throw it. It wasn't just how fast he was throwing. It was the control that he had. He had the craziest mm-hmm. stuff in the game for the longest mm-hmm. amount of time. I don't know. You know what it is? I feel like it's one of these situations where sometimes people are so overrated that they become underrated. Where Correct. people are looking at Bonds, Maguire, Sosa as so incredibly overrated. Yet if you have a listen to them, just listen to how A-Rod explains his hitting techniques mm-hmm. on national television. The guy's mind works different. My yeah. hot take is bring A-Rod to coach the Yankees. Have him replace Aaron Boone just like he did. You think, you think so? You think, oh, my God, would A-Rod be a good coach? Yeah. A-Rod so. would be the illest coach. Hell, yeah. Absolutely. That. Because what, you know what? What, what? what about Beltron? I mean, yo, I whatever, man. He cheated with the Astros. <laughs> Get his ass out of there. I feel like A-Rod's personality type is perfect to coach the New York City or the New York City, the New York Yankees. For sure. Yeah, he's like a he's a he's a star star. Like he's A-Rod a star. Is like a, and that would give him money. Like I feel like it would be but he'll it'll never happen just because he sued the Yankees. Yeah. Unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Well and, and honestly, rightfully so. Remember this? It's funny we bring this up. He sued the Yankees over malpractice. I know. For his hip injury. <laughs> because they just can't keep their players healthy. Mm-hmm. Fire them all, top to bottom. I want to see Vince McMahon on the Yankees. You're fired. Fired. Yeah. Fired every single person in that organization. Infamous Amadeus is in studio, and we are miserable about our New York baseball teams. But don't worry. We're going to bring a little bit more positivity to wrap things out. Don't go anywhere. We're going to do a very quick segment. Imp's got to plug in stuff. Punchline Academy is the illest channel on YouTube, damn it. If you love hip-hop, we're going to talk a little bit about Punchline Academy when we get back. Bars are back, and so yeah. are you if you stick through the break. Honky Wonky on the ones and twos. Let's get a crack of that. Keep a couple back in 
Please don't think I put my bucks on freckles My clip full of rebels hit the pedal gripping the metal We do you f***ers like bitches brew flame under kettles The two cleaner rest will send you to meet the devil Stay in your lane little f***ers that's a man's hustle I put that road out my f***ers and it can't touch you must come to an end yes even this radio program and hopefully the woes of new york baseball but on a positive note if you're a fan of good music and a fan of real bars hip-hop poetry emotion baby you gotta check out punchline academy infamous amadeus might be best known for shade four five but not for long the punchline academy is going viral imp where did you come up with the idea for this genius platform yeah, so Punch On Academy was something that I created uh, in the pandemic when we were home. I had like an entire like battle league where like guys would come on. It, it, it was first guys would come on. We would have a live cipher. I would have like the crowd like either drop fire emojis or doodle emojis. And then I would have <laughs> judges come in and out. It was like the most entertaining thing during the pandemic. And then we would have battles. And this is pre before uh, multiple people would go live. So I have to go live with one person get out bring the judge in i would bring random people like it was dope and the point of the punch on academy was to get the seer serious cypher right and then um i eventually got seer serious cypher changed to the punchline academy and here we are here we are and punchline academy is like i mean we did 2.8 million in like 90 days on punchline um i think out of the 2.8 million, like 98% of people that are actually not following myself in the platform. That's how it works though, dude. I noticed that on YouTube and all these other, they, they give these analytics. People just don't hit subscribe. They want to see the content. They'll like it and share it. Yeah. It's harder to get them to sub. Yeah. It's, it, it's super hard. You just got to stay consistent. I guess it's more about seeing the brand. Think of it like yes. advertising, right? If you see it enough, if you see the Dunkin' Donuts logo enough, eventually you'll follow and you'll and you'll go to that. So I that's how I'm looking at Punchline, um, and I think this is a good time for Punchline. Um, it's the right time with uh, people being interested in lyricism again, and we're here and we're we're giving guys the opportunity to be seen by millions and heard by millions, um, and I'm keeping it authentic. 
Um, you know, and I'm really Quincy Jonesing this platform. Like I, people just see me host. I'm doing everything for this thing. Like picking the beats, doing the arrangement, you know, shout out to Vinny Idol. He's, uh, provided the studios, getting this mix. And of course, shout Boogie with the film. Um, but you know, it's, it's very interesting to see what's happening. And I also like the, I like when guys like you, like watching it from the outside, like, wait, this is a thing over here. Oh, dude. All right. So two thoughts that come to mind. The sound quality, impeccable. So important. Yeah. A lot of ciphers and and this is no knock on any of them. There's a lot of great platforms out there, but the sound quality is just perfect on Punchline Academy. Yeah. It's a legit recording. Mm-hmm. And you bring out the best in these MCs. There are some guys that I've heard rap, and I'm like, uh, how the hell is he mm-hmm. on Punchline Academy? And then all of a sudden, it's like the spirit of, of, of Big L takes over their soul. <laughs> yeah. And all of a yeah. sudden, they can actually rap. So how do yeah. you get these guys to step up their game? Is it just the culture of Punchline Academy? Or do you say to these guys, yo, this needs to be the illest thing you ever put out in your life? Um, well, well, one thing, I don't let guys punch in for Punchline. Yeah. There, there's no there's no multiple takes. Like, oh, you come wow. in that room, Those are all first takes? You come in the room, this beat is going to come on, I'm going to do the intro, you go. If you mess up, the guys in the background you know, hype them up. You know, I'm trying to create like a real cypher environment. It's not watered down. We're also recording a song live. Like you can catch, I think we have 38 of the cyphers on the DSPs out of the 40 something that we have. So it's, it's, it's a live recording, you know, and I know it's nerve wracking for guys. You're coming in there, you're seeing, you know, me from Shave 45, you know, it's a Shave 45 thing. You're seeing Vinny Idol if you're a D-Block fan. Um, you know, he produced a lot of the records from the D-Block mixes. Oh, yeah. I, I know it's a lot, but I, I try to, you know, give them the aura. Like, listen, this is something that we would do in the corner. We're not in the Shave 45 studio, but you need to act like you're in the Shave 45 studio. And I noticed that um, in the beginning, a lot of guys may have been getting nervous. I try to put myself in their position. So usually, like, when I do the intro, I walk out of the room. Ah, okay. so, so now I'm not there. I'm there for the intro. I walk out and I just let them kind of do their thing wow. from there. But there's no punchings. This is straight that's crazy to me that there's it's literally one take. So, you know, this is something I actually need to clear up for me. What the hell is a freestyle? A lot of people get pissed. I thought growing up freestyling meant that you're not writing things down. You're not memorizing anything. You're just mm-hmm. able to hear a beat and compose a song on the spot. Somehow come up. Yeah. With it. And that was a real test. Of your lyrical yeah. ability. Now you see people going on to these different ciphers and platforms, yeah. and it's very yeah. obviously memorized material. What mm-hmm. is a freestyle? Yeah. What you know? What, how does it work with Punchline Academy? Do you expect yeah. people to come off the top of their head or memorize it or what? I just spe- I, I I expect you to spit your best bars because the concept of a freestyle changed with the Clue era. Like the DJ Clue era changed what a freestyle was. A freestyle is really you basically spitting your bars off the top of the dome. Like nothing written, you, that's what a freestyle is. But a freestyle also is correlated with you basically doing something on a beat that wasn't meant for those bars, let's say, right? So, you know, you I, I come in here, you put a beat on, I'm basically rapping over that beat. Um, and that is also a freestyle. I, I try to, you know, a lot of guys come, they try to write new bars for Punchline. And I'm like, you know, this ain't the time for that. Like, this is prime time. You're on 2 o'clock in the afternoon. I don't want to hear what you wrote. Give me your best bars. Makes sense. Rat like M&M's in the room. 
Give me those bars. Like, you know what I'm saying? And and I feel like I get the best out of guys. Um, They're not holding the phones, are they? Like, I remember the big cultural shift to me where I really noticed that people were okay with freestyling, not being memorized lyrics, was when Drake, I believe it went on yeah. Funk Flex, or it might have been on yeah. Sway, but he had his cell phone, and he was reading yeah. off the cell phone, and half the comments were like, okay, it's nasty, who cares if it's it's you know freestyle or not? Do you think that the overall quality of MCs drops when they're not expected to be able to come up with bars on the spot? I think it depends on how you're consuming the content. If you are listening to the Drake freestyle, you don't know he's holding a phone. But if you're watching the visual, it hurts it. Yes. Um, so so in the Punchline Academy, I've only had one person hold a phone, and that was Bizarre of D12. Hmm. Um, and, I can, and I can only talk from that experience. Like, he came in the room. He literally wrote the bars on the spot. And, you know, he's not really a freestyler. He's almost yeah. like, a, you know, com- he's comical. You know what I mean? So he just went with the phone. He was like, F- y'all and you know it was cool it was cool like for what it was but generally speaking i mean if you're an mc you should have your bars memorized i don't expect guys to to come and freestyle although i've had guys come and straight freestyle off the dome who's done that who's just straight freestyle uh, not written anything uh, Sluggo to dawn he was one um he he rapped off the dome there's another guy dex mcbean a lot of the guys that came from the gauntlet which was punchline on thursdays in Brooklyn at the sample, a lot of those guys are freestyle artists where they walk in the room with nothing written, they just going off the stri- off the dome. Which can be a disaster. Um, Let's be honest, like sometimes it's amazing. Like you hear about guys like Benny. I've heard from yeah. multiple artists that Benny just doesn't write. And he just gets in there and he maybe he does in his head or something like that. Jay-Z mm-hmm. apparently doesn't write. Maybe he'll just like you, you mentioned like no punch-ins. Maybe he'll just like say a line, come back and yeah. say line. Who would you say is the greatest actual freestyle rapper that you've seen with all your time in this industry? Common. Really? I I, I think you saw so. Common just yeah. freestyle. Yeah, I mean, I just saw a video of him freestyle at the White House oh, today. Wow, wow, wow! And he was like going off. Like Common was like, he's amazing. I mean, I I, I would think Black Thought probably does a lot of his stuff freestyle but i mean people that the person that i've seen just i'm like wow it's common i don't know i don't know like i used to remember the freestyle like that when i was younger yeah you know i I would have to polish up i was able to really like freestyle like that um you know now i need to kind of take more time and write down and because what what i'm saying people are digesting yeah just even in my regular conversation. Like, people are going to digest our 9-11 conversation. I have a 9-11 video dropping in like 20 minutes, right? So they're going to digest that. It's right? not a conspiracy uh, video. This isn't Loose Change Part 3. No, 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 no. My video was more about I, I wanted people to give their personal opinion on it. Like, now that you've had 20 years to digest it, what is your opinion? That's it. It's it's very question based. There's no, I'm not giving any information. I'm not doing anything. I'm just saying, listen, this is what what do you think? Hit the comment section. You know what I'm saying? I love that. That's that's the future imp of news and journalism. Yeah, it is. Is leaving it up to the people to decide. And those comment sections are very revealing. I On agree. Every post, whether it's Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, the truth can be found, or at least mm-hmm. as many iterations of it can be found in the comments that are out there. Mm-hmm. I agree. I'm excited, man. I'll be leaving a comment. I'm just gonna be sure to listen this week. If gave the real so, deal story on 9 11. 
Yeah, I mean, yeah, you can tune into the Ryan show. Um, I'm sure when the album come out, we'll, we'll have that conversation again more in depth. But um, but yeah, shout out to the Punchline Academy, shout out to all the artists, shout out to the fans, man. That you know, shout out to people like Shaq and Rockem and Kevin Garnett and Bill Bellamy, like people that you know, I'm like, how are you seeing this? Quality, you know man. And, it it just proves imp that quality yeah. is what's going to win at the end of the day. Quality and content. People can buy their yeah. fake views and fake likes and fraudulent activity yeah. galore. Doesn't matter if it's good, people are gonna share it. And when you've got Shaquille O'Neal. He's one yeah. of the gatekeepers of what's real hip hop. I'm sorry, whether yeah, or not you like I his know. rap abilities, mm-hmm. Shaq puts up what's nice on the internet. Mm-hmm. So that right there is yeah. a testament to Punchline Academy. Where can people punch into the Punchline Academy? So you can listen to the Punchline Academy on Sirius XM Shade 45 every single Thursday at 2 p.m. EST. You can follow my YouTube channel at the infamous Amadeus for all the Punchline Academy freestyles. And also Follow us on Spotify, the Punchline Academy. We release one freestyle a week on Spotify. So you can do it for your listening enjoyment. You can see who had bars, who didn't have bars. And we leave it as is. When somebody messes up, we leave it. Wow. <laughs> like, you know, you know, we leave it. I, I had a guy uh, this week. He has 7.4 million followers on TikTok. You know, and he did Punchline and we left it. Like you messed up, restart, brother. It don't matter who it is. Wow. You got to go. You got to go. Any backlash with that? Has anybody been like, nah, man, you can't put that out? You don't need to name names? Yeah. Yeah. So I have probably the most viral freestyle of them all are the three girls. Um, I posted a clip. We're at like 397. The main freestyle is at 200. like certain clips. I mean, this freestyle has done like a million. And one of the girls, um, she was fumbling in the freestyle because yeah. it's a lot of pressure. And she went and spit some bars that she spit on another freestyle. Uh oh. So, you know, she was like, Inf, don't post it. Can you, you know, can you not post a video? And I don't want to embarrass anybody because yeah. I'm an MC. So I, I didn't post the video. And honestly, me not posting the whole video hurt the platform a lot. Wow. But I understand. I understand the art of um, being an MC and how you want to be perceived and how that could hurt you if, like, you know, labels are coming in and bags, like, oh, man, yeah. you spit the same verse, you know? So that's why I didn't post the video. You guys can figure out which one it is yourself, um, that the video's not up. But um, I, what I will say, and I'll end off on this, I've noticed that people are becoming more attractive to the conscious rapper. Oh yeah. As opposed to the gangster rapper. So a lot of the super viral videos that we have are straight conscious bars. It's not gangbanging, shooting, it's none of that. It's just straight conscious, society-driven lyrics. And I think that's what's attracting people. I would agree. I think that definitely it is the new route. I mean, it's just a dangerous game, that chill rap. Yeah. That gangster rap. Yeah. It's crazy out there. I agree. I agree. Although I'm guilty of listening. I'll be in the Hamptons in traffic <laughs> listening to the most vile music. The yeah, most, Mob Deep. Oh, I mean, beyond Mob I'm listening to like yeah. Kenny the Butcher talking about flinging <laughs> fentanyl to the kids in Buffalo, whatever the hell he talks about. Yeah. Infamous Amadeus in studio. You can follow them at, at the Infamous Amadeus. Or more important, go to the Punchline Academy and be one of those real subscribers, the real organic yeah. people, not one of these bots. Yeah. Be a real person and listen to real music. Amp is truly an honor. Folks, we'll be back at the same time and the same place next week, right here on this radio station that you love so much. Or maybe on YouTube or Spotify, wherever it is you're listening to us. Love you, folks. Over and out. See you next week. Go Yankees.
Peace. See you later. One.